Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Love Takes Time. Well, I've got two emails that I'm going to go through with you today. And both of these are emails from two different guys that are basically trying to reattract their exes who dumped them. And they're a good contrast because the first guy is doing a pretty good job of following the things that I teach. And it's pretty much textbook going the way exactly like I say it well. well. The second guy is having a hell of a time exercising emotional self-control and he's having all kinds of trouble and he's just getting a lot of friction, a lot of resistance and it's really just because of his mindset and how he's approaching things. So I have a quote that I wrote in this topic and then we're going to go through each of the emails so you can see the contrast between the right approach to take if you're in that situation and the wrong approach to take. And so the quote says, haste makes waste, as the old saying goes, when we are impatient, try to force things, and generally are in a rush to make anything happen quicker than it is, this almost always will bring undesired results. When we display impatience with lovers who do not love us in the time frame or in the ways that we want, we drive them away. When we become impatient during a sales negotiation, we won't get the best price that we want. When we are impatient with other people, we cause them to not want to be around us. The superior approach to all personal and professional desires we want is to state our desires and goals, take action, and give other people and the universe the time and space to meet our desires. The very nature of trying to force things is an indication and statement to the universe that we do not feel worthy or deserving of our heart's desires. People and the universe will then be forced to agree, match, mirror, and align with our beliefs and convictions. Developing and practicing infinite patience with all matters of the heart is a wise approach to life and getting what we want. So let's go through the first guy's email. He says, hi, Corey. This is not so much a question but a comment. First off, dude, you're the fucking shit. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I always wanted to be the shit. I've been watching almost all of your YouTube videos and all 1,700 plus of them? Come on. I usually when people say, oh, yeah, I've seen almost all your videos. They watch like the Essential Fundamentals, which I don't know. It's 50 years, 80 videos. I can't remember how many is on there at, at this particular point. And I go, y'all 1,700? You got 1,700? It's like, yeah, I've been doing this for years, dude. There's lots of videos. If you got a topic on self-help related, the chances are I've – done a video and answered an email from somebody. Because what I really do is I teach a perspective in life, a perspective to towards your career, towards starting a business, towards adding value in the world, towards your intimate relationships, pickup skills, dating skills, relationship skills, friendships, the quality of the people that you surround yourself with, basically to help you get the things that you want and have a better quality life. I just want to make the world a better place. Take the things that I've learned and applied in my own life and that I've gotten results and share it with other people. Because all of us, everybody watching this video, we're all creating the world that our kids are growing up in. And the idea is to try to leave the world a better place than when we found it. So he said so he continues on. He says, and I bought your book. He says, Your shit has made my balls drop a few inches lower. Well, all right then. I would like to be a success story for you and I'll tell you why. My girl and I broke up a month and a half ago and of course, what did I do? I ran to her like a little bitch. 
but that worked really well. He says, obviously, that was the wrong thing to do. But as I started reading and watching your shit, I realized I needed to be a fucking man about it and be the way I was before I met her. I will make a long story short. I got to the point of the date, ignored like you covered, and told her the best quote you have given me. Look, babe, I'd love to speak with you, but I'm really busy, so I'd love to give you my undivided attention when we have drinks tonight. So it sounds like she was texting him before the date, trying to get him to chit-chat on the phone or through text. That's just never a good thing to do, especially with text. If you're trying to be funny over text and the more you talk, the more you do it, there's a really good chance you're going to say something that's not going to come across well and it's just going to lead to you cock-blocking yourself. So why do it? you got a definite date set. There's no reason to chit-chat. You should be busy anyways. He says, and she brought up the relationship and everything. Dude, even when she said, I don't know how to be your friend, my response was, if this is a friendship, then I do not want it. Great response. Notice he's just, boom, Johnny in the spot. He has a comeback. He's ready for it. She starts throwing around the F word, the friendship word. He's like, mm, I don't think so. She ate that shit up like it was free money. We ended up fucking like the passionate lovers we were in the past. And she started crying, telling me that she loved me, and she fucked up. But that was a good feeling, her admitting that, nah, well, I fucked the relationship up. Because usually, I think it's like 75% of the time the statistic is, is that women are the ones that end the relationship. So he says, dude, you're a fucking genius and people need to listen to your shit and stop being pussies about life. I wish you fame and fortune come true and I'm a Corey Wayne successor. Well, thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. I'm not doing this to be famous. I'm just doing it to help people because I like it. I have fucking zero interest and you know, I get people all the time going, hey, we, I want to get, get your own radio show. Get your, You can have your own TV show and you can do this. You can fly out to California. We'll have, on, have you on Dr. Phil or this or that. Why? Why do I want to go do that? I have my own TV show here on YouTube and I can say whatever the fuck I want. And I don't have to worry about my speech. I can totally be myself. I can be real and I can be honest and I can be authentic with people. And I can't do that in the traditional media. So I can do this from the comfort of my own office without fucking sitting on a plane with obnoxious people or screaming babies that it seemed like. Whenever I get on a plane, it seems I have like two or three babies there. Which is, you know, especially like when you're on an international flight for like 12 hours. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's a fucking barrel of monkeys. But that's another story for another time. So let's go to the second guy's email. And this guy obviously is not getting the same kinds of results. He's getting intermittent success, but he's overall struggling. So he says, hey, coach, first I'd like to say your book and your videos are fucking awesome. Let me get into what's going on. I've been seeing this girl for over 10 months now. We broke up because I was being weak and not displaying my alpha male qualities as a result of people telling me stories about her. See, that's where the quality of your peer group comes in. Especially like when you start succeeding and having good relationships, especially like if all your friends kind of suck with their relationships or they're dating mediocre people, they tend if you got weak people as your friends or as your peer group, they tend to be jealous and envious of your success. And so they they end up trying to sabotage it and talk shit about you or I had that experience many years ago when I was still learning this stuff. I had a girl I was dating. Things were going well and she was also providing insurance to a lot of the transactions we were – this is back when I was in real estate. And I had one of the guys that worked for me. He'd flirt with her. 
when he would talk to her about getting insurance for some of the houses that he was selling. He would just interfere. Like you know, I had about 20, 20 women upstairs that were all administrative assistants, loan processors, things like that. Someone would be gossiping about me to her. It just it just created problems. And so I that was one one of the things I really learned. It's like keep your mouth shut. Don't talk say anything to anybody about it. And so when my girlfriend would say, Well, hey, I heard this, heard that, I was like, I don't talk to anybody, I don't even talk to my business partners about my relationship because all it does is you know, we had forty people in that office. We had ten thousand square foot office, there was forty people in there. And it's like I, my assistant was next door. She'd hear me say one thing and literally five minutes later, all the girls upstairs would know all about it. So it's like I just learned to totally keep my mouth shut because people just – they weren't helpful. They just tend to get in the way and especially if you got jealous and envious people that are in your peer group or maybe in my case, some of them were my employees. They were also my friends as well. I just – I didn't spend time with them. I didn't double date. I didn't do nothing with them because I didn't want anybody interfering because all they do is try to fuck my relationship up. And pretty much most of those people aren't even in my life anymore you know, all these years later. There's a good reason for that. The older you get, the more you start to realize that who your real friends are and who the posers are. Most of the people that are in the average person's life are a bunch of fucking posers. and They're, they're not going to be happy for your – they almost smile out of your face but behind your back, they're going to talk all kinds of shit about you because they're jealous and they're envious. It's kind of a rude awakening when you realize that. Like I thought this person was my friend. What the fuck? It's like high school all over again. He says, I let it consume me and should have never should and I should have trusted her. Anyway, where I am at now is we didn't talk for a month, then we started hanging out, having fun, and hooking up a couple of times in the last two weeks. So far, so good. He says, This is the thing. Now keep in mind, it's only been two weeks now. This is the thing. When we hang out, she's all over me. She talks about the future and she tells me that she loves me. Well, you always – just like I talk about in the book and in countless videos, you look at what she does, not so much what she says. But it's been two weeks. You didn't talk for a whole fucking month. You can't expect after two weeks that she's ready to have babies with you and going to be blowing your phone up. Remember, it takes – if you follow what I teach in my book, it takes about two months, seven weeks if you're, you follow everything to a T to get a woman to fall in love with you. Now this is somebody that fell out of love with you and got to the point where she was so disgusted with you that she broke up with you. She ended the relationship and she didn't talk to you for a whole fucking month. And so you've only been hanging out a few times for two weeks and so you can already tell this guy's state of mind. He's impatient. He wants it back now. And that is always going to work to your disadvantage. He says, however, shortly after, we barely even talk. Hey. But if she's chasing you, who fucking cares? If she's calling you and saying she misses you and wants to see you and you make a date and you hang out and you have fun and you hook up because after all, it's a man's job to create an opportunity for sex time. That's what a date is when you really break it down You know, for the people that are more religious and conservative and prudish. Oh, I'm going to wait till marriage or I'm going to wait for a couple of weeks or a couple – whatever. The bottom line is you date because eventually it's going to lead to sex. But most people, most women are going to sleep with a guy by a second or third date. The average woman, that's the way she is. And you know, for me personally, every relationship I've had over the last 10 years, it happens the first night. It's magical. Why hold back? It's just the kind of women that I date. It's, if you're not holding back, if, if you just get in the vibe and the energy and you just go with the flow and enjoy the gift that the universe has brought you, yeah, you need to purposely wait. I mean I tried that shit when I was younger. It's like why? Why should I torture myself for a few weeks 
Well, I'm ready to get on. It's like you're always together. I never gotten sex refused once. In the last, it hasn't happened to me once in over ten years. Last, think about that. Every time you want to seduce a woman, she's always up for it. No resistance at all. When you get to that level, then you got it. He says, I don't chase her or blow her phone up, but it sucks that I can't even get a good night from her. So you're getting butthurt because how she's showing up, even though it's only been two weeks, doesn't match your ridiculous, unreasonable expectations. It's going to take a couple of months for her to fall back in love. And you're expecting her to act like she was back when you guys were together. It's ridiculous. Take your right hand and reach out and choke yourself, dude. You're being way too fucking impatient. She has two kids I love and that love me. They call me dad and cry when I leave. Recently, one of them had a birthday party that I wasn't invited to. Shows you how important you really are. And before that, we barely spoke for a couple of days before, so it confused me. It's only been two weeks, dude. What the fuck do you expect? Come on, you're being totally unreasonable. She called me yesterday after not speaking to me and said that she loved me and she needed me because she saw her ex with his new girlfriend after she picked up the kids for the birthday party. Then, of course, after we hung up, we haven't talked. So what I did is I said, oh, man. if I'm not important to you and if I continue to be treated like I'm not important, then maybe we should go our separate ways. I'm sure that went over like a lead fucking balloon. That just basically is I'm needy, I'm insecure, I'm desperate. I'm afraid that you're not going to love me because I think I'm a steaming pile of dog shit. And so therefore, I'm going to try to force myself into your life. You can't talk a woman into being crazy in love with you. She has to have time and space away from you for those feelings to come back. And now what are you doing? It's like you're throwing the turd in a punch bowl. Come on, man. Obviously, that wasn't the right thing to say. You think? And I should have waited for her because she just she had just contacted me. Yep. You're not following what I teach in my book. The first guy, textbook. No problem. She tested him on a few things, threw the friendship word out there. He handled it. Later on, they were fucking like rabbits. He was happy as, as like a pig and shit. Her reply was unbelievable. Okay, thanks. What do you expect? You're fucking nasty to her after she comes over and fucks your brains out, tells you that you love her and you're getting all butthurt. Hey, you don't call me off. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're not telling her these things because you love her. You're telling her these things because you're trying to control her. You're trying to manipulate her and you're trying to force yourself into her life. You have to be invited in there, dude. You're not invited. If she reaches out, that's her invitation and then you make the date. As her attraction level grows, she wants to see you more and more. You seem to think you got credit for those eight months that you were together. It don't fucking matter, dude. You're, you hit the reset button. She didn't talk to you for a whole fucking month. Think about it. That's like going out with a girl on one or two dates and expecting her to, to want to marry you after the second or third date and have kids. Why are you still on your birth control? We should have babies now. She doesn't think you're a fucking psycho nut job. And run from you as fast as possible. Then I told her, that's only if she feels that way. Her reply was, I've been busy with this party shit. I said, I understand about the party, but I'm not stupid. Then she said, what are you talking about? I said, in general, you ignore me. So you just dig in the hole, man. It was so easy. Think about it. 
whatever you cause a woman to feel is what she's going to associate with you. So she calls you all excited to talk to you and you're a dick to her because you're insecure because you're the fucked up one here in this particular case. So she calls you and she was all excited and feeling good and now you're making her feel like shit. And so feeling like shit is what she's going to associate with you. And you make her feel like shit long enough and eventually she's not going to want to have anything to do with you, which is what happened the first time around. He says, keep in mind, she goes hot and cold all the time and I'm tired of it. And she ignores me when I reply to her. (laughs) I'd ignore you too. You're being a dick. The bottom line is, yes, I know I wasn't following the book. But I need to know what to do from here to mend this relationship back together. It's quite simple. You need to follow the fucking book. You're not following the book and you're experiencing pain. You're not following the book and you're getting undesired results. And then you're like, Corey, what do I do? This doesn't make any sense to me. It makes perfect sense. It's fucking predictable. I can set my watch to it. Follow the book. Just chill the fuck out. Wait to hear from her and make a date. In the meantime, you maybe should take up a fucking hobby like, I don't know, underwater basket weaving or fucking knitting or or something to, to take your mind off things. Jesus Christ, dude. You're so fucking neurotic and insecure. It's like, come on. You act like a fucking bitch. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. I'm not here to blow sunshine up your ass. I'm here to fucking shake the shit out of you and say, wake the fuck up. What are you doing? You're not going to get what you want if you keep acting this way first guy was cool he had a humorous comeback for everything that she threw at him but you you get butt hurt over the littlest things you think by getting butt hurt and being mad and pissed off at her is going to cause her to want to spend more time with you you're out of your fucking mind dude it's really simple go back to reading the book maybe you should be dating other women you're not back together it's only been two weeks have some other options if you were dating other women you had other options you wouldn't be all over her ass like this like white on rice i mean seriously Come fucking on, man. Jesus fucking Christ. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 